0: Support for the Fantasy Football Sackos is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Alex, how was your weekend? Well, that's a good question. I uh, So, three-day
1: weekend, which is always great. Uh, wife went and went to a flea market on Saturday, so I took a nap. And that I woke up and dusted our house and cleaned off all the like dust crap on fans <laughs> uh, and, and vacuumed. Like, you know, like, how you know, how often do you clean the top of the fan? Not often enough. That's what I was doing. Um, helps that I'm six, seven and can do that. So did that on Saturday. Uh, six, Sunday. seven. Really? Yeah. When I stand up straight. Jesus. Uh, so on Sunday. Um, was at home and it was great. And then today, my wife went and drank wine, so I watched my daughter all day. So that was good. Yeah. How, are you? How was How- your weekend? You were on a beach in Iowa, which I didn't know existed.
0: <laughs> well, there is the Mississippi River, so there's a couple beaches oh, that's along fair. the way. <laughs> okay,
1: just, you know, just <laughs> one of the biggest freshwater rivers in the world. Okay, fair enough. <laughs>
0: So yes, we uh we had friends over Friday night, got up at the crack of dawn Saturday, drove to Iowa, uh, celebrated a birthday out there, and then hightailed at home at the crack of dawn this morning so we could make it back in time for a round of golf with friends. So it's been a laborious It's a long weekend. Labor Day weekend, finished off with some fantasy football talk, and I'm ready to get into it, get into it if you are.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people have are drafting this weekend, or maybe have some last second draft uh, prep to do. So we're here to help you do that. Uh, we're going to kind of go through ADPs, talk about who who we like as a final go through. I um, mean, Jason have both had a couple drafts, um, talking about the, some of the players we ended up like some of the, with. Sorry, some of the players we like and ended up with. Easy for me to say, and some players that uh, we we did not end up with uh, just because we didn't like value. So we're, we're going through that one more time. And uh, football starts on Thursday. Could not be more freaking excited uh, for Cowboys and Bucks. Um, But yeah, let's let's do it.
0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Before we jump in, please like, subscribe, ring the bell if you're watching on YouTube. Do whatever you got to do to support the show. Thank you guys for everything you've done for us. Without further ado, let's jump into our most AD-pleasing picks, round by round. So what we're going to be doing today, again, going through each of the... Uh, of the. uh what what amounts to each of the draft rounds, picking out who our most AD pleasing players are, um, and we're also going to talk about how their ADPs have shifted over the last month. So, without further ado, let's AD please me. We don't use that drop enough. I don't know why I made that AD please me drop when we literally use it once a year. But either way, let's go. Your voice sounds great. yeah i like how it turns into a woman's at the end um all right so let's look at these adps for round one um is there anything you're seeing at least at the beginning of round one with these adps that kind of sticks out to you do you agree with the top three overall right now with uh christian mccaffrey Dalvin cook derrick henry off the jump yeah probably um alvin kamara is helped
1: to almost put him over Derrick Henry, just for the simple fact that we don't have the Taysom Hill worry uh, that I personally had at the, at the beginning of kind of doing our rankings right. So I think you can justify putting Kamara in, in front of Derrick Henry. Um, Derrick Henry has a ton of miles on him. We talk about it every year. I don't know how many years he's going to be able to continue to have 300 plus carries and usually come on at the end of the season. Uh, is going to give you those guaranteed catches somewhere between 80 and 85 pretty much every year. You think Um, he still gets
0: there with Jameis? You still think he hits that number with Jameis and not true. Yeah, I
1: do. I do.
0: Um,
1: that's just their offense. That's how it's designed is to get their playmakers, the ball. And he's one of their best playmakers, especially without Michael Thomas playing
0: the the, the first, the
1: first six weeks. Right. So, you know, you might see him have six to eight catches each of the first six games uh, getting, you know, just as a as a start, just because they're trying to get the ball into his hands uh, in creative ways. So I, I would not be surprised to see Kamara go in, in front of Henry in some drafts, especially PPR drafts. I would definitely take Kamara in front of Henry uh, just for the the catches that he has that Henry doesn't. Um, otherwise, you know, I, I would say that that's pretty, pretty locked in. Uh, Zeke has climbed um, and is pretty much consensus going as the fifth pick. Uh, in most, most drafts and the guy that we both don't like uh, is Nick Chubb going um, before Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey to round out one, round one. Um, he's just the guy that I don't want to pay for and I will t- be taking anybody else other than Nick Chubb just because there's a lot of mouse to feed in that offense and I just think you're overpaying. Oh,
0: you're he- drafting his ceiling. He's not getting any of the passing down work, but um, which is why I'm not going to have Nick Chubb on any of my teams either. He would be a great second round pick. Yep. Um, but back to Zeke, he's basically climbed what amounts to a third of a round, about four picks from last month's ADPs to now. Do you think people are finally starting to wisen up and jump on the Zeke train a little bit? I, I'm oh, sad. Is it- I'm sad his, AT, his ADP hasn't held on as low as it was Yeah, because I really wanted him at the end of one, but now it's basically he's a top six pick. Yeah,
1: and I think people are realizing how good the Cowboys offense was when Dak was healthy. Yeah. I think that, you know, it'll, it'll be really interesting. We'll see it right away, right? Is how does Dak look against a top five defense against Tampa Bay on Thursday? And if he looks somewhat serviceable, and and overly passable like he's not favoring that leg and from all indications are is that he's not uh and and is super comfortable and seems to be back fully it that's a top 5 offense in the NFL with with a healthy Dak Zeke CD Lamb Cooper Gallup uh whoever they're going to end up using at tight end um uh, one concern for for week 1 is that um i believe their best guard is out with covid uh, protocols so um you know their line might get terrorized by tampa bay in the first game of the season but i would not panic at all i think it's just a straight up um zach martin i believe is out um the i think it's just people are realizing how good that offense was and how good it can be and that's why zeke has been boosted. and i
0: think it's correct absolutely uh one question for you that i do have is who is your biggest value that you see right now in round one according to round one adps uh by, provided by Sleeper. ooh, I,
1: I think it's Devontae Adams who we both have is going wide receiver one. Uh, he's going pick 11 essentially uh, yeah. at, the round, at the end of round one. Um, we, we both think he's the top wide receiver this year um, given the target share that he has with a Hall of Fame quarterback who looks for him and targets him at the goal line. Um, I, I think that's the guy. Um, him going a, a spot behind Tyree Hill. Um, I, I just like Devontae Adams uh, going at pick eleven. The rest of them are are pretty much chalk. Um, I I don't really like Nick Chubb. I don't really like Jonathan Taylor. Um, and I would take Devonte in front of Aaron Jones personally. Um, you could also make the argument that Saquon Barkley is going too high. Um, as as pick six. Um, just because of the sheer fact that I think Daniel Jones sucks. And I think that offense sucks. So I <laughs> like that offensive line sucks. Everything about the New York giants sucks. Ooh, if there's anything man. good about them, please let me know. Um, but yeah, it's, that's just a straight up. I don't like their offense. I don't think they're going to score that many points. Um, and so that's why I would be out on Saquon. one.
0: There you go. Um, all right. Moving on to the second round here. What are you seeing for second round ADPs? Um, what I like, or I guess something that the thing that jumps out to me the most is Najee Harris's ADP moving up virtually almost half a round. He's moved up from the end of the second round now to the front. Um, he's going as the second pick in round two. I would love... To somehow land him in round two, I think he would be an incredible round two pick if you're able to get him there. But I've in a lot of drafts, I've gone and participated in. Just today, he went in the first round in all three. So, but his he's certainly a riser. I just think that that offense has a lot of potential with Big Ben coming back, uh, being fully healthy. Um, really excited to see what Claypool can do in year two and the rest of that offense. Um, I just think Najee's going to get all of the work. I think he's going to be a three down back and he could be flirting with 50 plus uh, catches this year too.
1: Yeah. I I would not be surprised to see him have the most carries and catches combination in the NFL this year, just from a pure workload perspective. Um, I I think that he is the possibility to be the biggest, um, biggest touch guy that there has uh in, in the league as a rookie, which would be incredible. Um th- this is kind of the round where this it's just like a workhorse back sort of thing, right? I mean Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, uh, Joe Mixon, uh Antonio Gibson, Clyde, Edwards are all the running backs going currently in the second round. And pretty much those guys are the workhorse backs, except for maybe Clyde, just because they spread it around so much and Daryl Williams. Um We'll, we'll take some of those touches, um, but he's also going at the end of round two and those other guys are going towards the beginning of round two, which I think makes logical sense and kind of works itself out. Right. Um, the wide receivers that are going uh, Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley um, and AJ Brown is going at the end of round two. We've talked about how we don't really like AJ Brown's draft position, um, although I think it has fallen a little bit from the middle of round two down, down to the end of round two um just from from prior like from the prior month because I think people are reason realizing like, oh, targets have never been there. Ooh, we added Julio Jones, who's great. And if we're gonna give Derek Henry all these touches too, uh, where does that leave AJ Brown? So um Yeah, well, I would say there's lots of value here. Um, I I love Eckler. I love Najee Harris. Uh, Joe Mixon, I think, is criminally underrated just because uh, how many touches he had before he got hurt, where he's racking up, you know, 20 plus carries the last couple games before he gets hurt and six catches. And now no Gio Bernard to take away those catches. Um, He's another guy where I would not be surprised to see him potentially have the most touches in football. Again, a great
2: value in round two.
0: Who would you say is the biggest value in round
2: two? Um that's a good question. Um, it's definitely not George Kittle who's going at
1: the end of round two. No, uh, because as we've talked about, we enjoy Waller more than him who's going at the beginning of round three. Um I <sighs> provided health, I, I do like Stefan Diggs um where he's going. Towards the beginning of round two, he was the number one wide out last year uh, with Josh Allen. Um, So from a value standpoint, I like him a lot. Um, Although I will very rarely be walking away from a draft this year without running back, running back in the first two rounds, just with how deep wide receivers are. Um, So for that reason, um, pretty much any of the the Eckler, Najee, Joe Mixon. I mean, I have Eckler as, as the fourth ranked running back this year. Um, So by default, I would have to lean him for going at pick
2: 13.
0: Yeah, uh, personally, I I think I would go Antonio Gibson as the ultimate value of round two. Uh, I just think that that offense uh, is going to be head and shoulders above where it was last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick under center. I think Gibson's role is going to expand. I can't tell you how many times this offseason we've heard their coaching staff say that they are going to feed Antonio Gibson and uh, equate and heard them equate his role to the Christian McCaffrey role of last or you know of um, from Ron's time in Carolina so that's if I'm swinging if I hope to God I don't have to pick between Mixon and Gibson in round two I hope that that decision (laughs) is already made for me because I feel like Mixon might have a little bit of a higher floor but i feel like gibson could have the ceiling of a top six back and i just part of me really wants to swing for it because i think he is just fantastic i hope the turf toe issues and everything from last season are behind him and uh thank you ryan fitzpatrick for for making that offense go i'm really excited for for gibson's season this year so
1: yeah. And, and Gibson never having that wear and tear on him at Memphis, as we we've talked about last year, where it's like, who is this guy? He didn't really touch the ball at all at, at Memphis. So for him to all of a sudden be a NFL running back, play 16 games uh, and and get through it. He wasn't healthy at the end, but he, he got through it. Um, so now that he knows what it takes to get through a season, I wouldn't be surprised to see him stay healthy unless a fluky injury happens, of course.
0: Yeah, definitely a potential league winner. Moving on to round three, um, I mean you're gonna see the the last sort of superstar tight end go with the first pick in round three. Right now, according to current ADPs and Darren Waller, um, you're also looking at um, sort of moving on from running back ones into definitely more questionable running back twos um, with guys like Chris or Chris Carson, Josh Jacobs. Um, and David Montgomery, but you also see a lot of really quality wide receivers still on the board, Justin Jefferson, who I, if I can get him in the third round, I'm going to, he's going to be the first pick in the third round. I think for me, pretty much everywhere, um, unless, unless somehow a tight end falls. Um, but then you also see your first quarterback taken with Josh Allen, um, currently going as one of the last picks of the third round. What, uh, what are you taking away from round three in current ADPs? Or exactly, ex- uh, me. me, Mahomes is going in the second.
1: Yep. That's, that's what I was going to say, which I, uh, I do not like that value, uh, for Mahomes in the second round. No. Like it's easy, it's so easy to just wait for, for, uh, for quarterbacks and because. You can get a running quarterback later on that'll get you just as many points as some of the the higher quantity of passing yards. Um, so yeah, th- this is kind of where the running backs fall off, right? Montgomery, Chris Carson, Jacobs, DeAndre Swift, um, but you have the Keenan Allen's of the world who could be great. Um, you love Terry McLaurin. Yeah, uh, I I love Allen Robinson. Uh, Mike Evans going towards the end of round three where he's never not had a thousand yard receiving year uh, in I believe he's in year six now the uh, of his career maybe I think it's seventh Um, and back again with Tom Brady and they're going to give they're going to look for him at the goal line to get him touchdowns too. So, t- tons of value here. Uh, there's nobody that I don't like in this round, honestly, um, because it's kind of laid out well. And um, I-, I don't think that there's anybody that you can really crap on. And I think you are getting value pretty much everywhere, honestly.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we've seen this round's interesting. If you look at how the ADPs have shifted, this round has actually seen a lot of movement. So, CD Lamb has basically moved out of the fourth round into the end of the third. Um, and then you have other guys that have moved up into the end of the third, including Mike Evans, who's now going at the end of the third round. He was in the fourth round. Um, anybody that you're targeting here, I mean, do you prefer... Because people are going to be choosing between these players. So out of three guys all at receiver, all going in a row... Um. Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, C D Lamb. Put them in order for me.
1: I think it's in the correct order of Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, C D Lamb. Uh I, I prefer Amari um Amari Cooper over C D Lamb this year. Um, so I I think that it's in the correct order currently. Um Amari pretty, Cooper pretty currently every,
0: going in the middle of the fourth round.
1: Yeah. So I uh if if you're really ballsy and want to take C.D. Lamb in the third round and take Amari Cooper in the fourth round and just load up on the Cowboys with how many passes they were planning on throwing at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't blame you at all,
0: honestly. <laughs> so who's your biggest value here? Anybody? Or are you sort of all just? Uh, no, I, I think I,
1: I don't think there's any like extreme values. Um I personally think that David Montgomery is going to be a top 10 back this year. Um, if wow. you think he is um, going to be a top 10 back and he's going in the third round, then you would love that value. Um, at the same time, the Bears line is not very good and we don't really know what, it, what it's going to look like or who's going to be the quarterback most of the year. So it kind of depends on where you fall on that. Um, so I like David Montgomery, him going in round three. I think that's value. A lot of people would strongly disagree with that, and that's okay.
0: There you go. Um, I, I don't think I would strongly disagree. I don't think he really has a, a snowball's chance in hell of finishing in the top 10, though. So if you'd like to make that a board bet, I'm your guy. It, it already is. Actually. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good. I'm glad I was able to sucker you on that already.
1: Yeah, it, uh, it's Monty RB1 is is the board bet. So top
0: 12. I gave you two more. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been feeling generous that day. All right. Round four, ADPs. You see our third quarterback go off the board with Kyler Murray. Um, you also got some more, I think, questionable running backs. Well, really, what? It's Daryl Henderson and Miles Sanders are the only two running backs currently going in round four, which is I mean, most drafts are going running back heavy early and then just a shit ton of wide receivers going in the late early rounds. The rounds like four through seven are just going to be hammering wide receivers. And we're seeing this here with one, two, three, four, five, six receivers, half the picks. Um... And then a couple more tight ends, Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts also going in the fourth round. Alex, do you have any major takeaways? Uh, I don't like Miles Sanders. Um,
1: I've never liked Miles Sanders. I don't want him on any team, especially taking him at the beginning of round four, which is where he's currently going. I don't trust that offense. I would rather have somebody else try to swing uh, and hopefully miss on him. Uh, We've talked about Amari Cooper in the past. Love him going the middle round four. And Robert Woods. Yeah, Daryl Henderson is good value here as well, um, where he's kind of like the last guy who could have a leading back role um, go off the board here. So that would seem to be a a swing that you can try to take. Um, Kyle Pitts is basically improved by a full round over a month ago. Wow. uh, Yeah, I do not do not like taking him in the middle of the fourth round. Um, I think you're better off waiting uh, for Mr. Hawkinson in round five than you are taking Kyler Pitts in round four. But I understand taking a shot. If you think that Matt Ryan's going to lead the yard or lead the league in yardage, or you think the Falcons are suddenly going to be a great team um, by all means, take, take your shot. Um, so I, I don't like everybody in this round. Uh, I DJ Moore going at the end of round four with, um,
2: Again, who's throwing to him? Sam Darnold. Um, I just, no, no thanks.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I think I'm with you on here. It's really fun, though, to look at these, like the Miles Sanders, Kyler Murray, Julio Jones picks going in a row. Just the, like what I think of as far as what those three players will make in terms of a difference to their respective fantasy managers. I want Kyler out of those three picks like Gundam. I like Kyler. I think is hands down the best pick out of those three picks. If that's what you're (laughs) thinking about doing there. Uh, Personally, I would probably go Amari or Woods and leave those three on the board and uh, take a swing at quarterback in a later round. Um, Hopefully I already have my tight end locked up and I'm not uh, I would not take I don't think I'm going to take a rookie tight end in the fourth round. That's just not going to happen for me.
1: Yeah. Super fun. that Cooper cups almost gone up an entire round over the last month from an ADP perspective and is basically going a pick after Robert Woods. Um, Yeah, that's just, that's just wonderful. We're still, nobody knows who's (laughs) going to be good in that offense. And I personally think that both of them will be, will be, you know, good wide receiver twos this year with wide receiver one upside weeks with Stafford throwing the ball
0: now. There you go. All right. Well, moving on to round five, you have basically 50, 50 running backs, wide receivers, but then towards the end of round five, you get this nice little run of quarterbacks, Russ Wilson, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, all going back to back to back. At this moment in time as Russ Wilson's ADP has climbed almost a half of a round or more than a half of a round. Uh, he's currently being drafted in front of Dak. Would you how would you order Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert this season?
1: Uh, Dak Prescott is who I would have going before all of them. And then it's close, but I have Wilson slightly ahead of Herbert. Um, just because I think Wilson has a couple more weapons than Herbert does um, with uh, with DK and Lockett um, versus uh, Allen and Ackler, I guess, is probably his number two right <laughs> wide receiver. Right. Um, so that I, that's that's the order that that I personally would have them in. Um, so, yeah, give, give me Dak all day. I, I'm surprised Dak has actually gone down. Um you know four or five picks uh from a month ago um i have him rank third um at, at the quarterback spot just because i think they're going to throw the ball that much um I I like James Robinson going in the middle of round five. Currently, obviously he's gone up with, with Travis Etienne. Um, I I think that's dynamite value him and Mike Davis. If you can get them here, um, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I don't like miles Gaskin personally, who's going before both of them. Um, I don't trust anything about the dolphins offense until I see it. And obviously we're not really drafting until we see it. So whatever, I'm just punting on them this year, just like they're probably going to do a lot this year is punt. Um, um, and then other uh, players that I <laughs> like here, uh, Deontay Johnson going in the middle of round five, um, who uh, was a easy, easy, easy wide receiver two last year. And I think he improves this year after coming out of a couple of games last year. Um, I, I have, you know, I, I think he is a great pick him and TJ Hawkinson in the middle of round five.
0: Yeah, if I've already locked up my tight end early, it means I'm probably short at receiver. I would scream of joy to lock up Deontay Johnson here in the fifth round. Ah. Literally, probably make that exact noise. Um, If I haven't (laughs) locked up, if I have not locked up tight end, then I'm going TJ Hawkinson, I think, in the fifth. Uh, And I'm probably not going to play many games to see if he falls to the sixth round. Um, nope. he's a surefire bet I think in my mind for more than 100 targets along with Waller Kittle and Kelsey um, the only advantage he's going I don't know two three four rounds later than all those guys so sure he's probably going to have less scoring opportunities than those guys but still the value there is there for TJ Hawkinson in the fifth round he's going to yeah, be just, just-
1: just remember, you made a board pad of Logan Thomas versus Hawkinson. So I'm
2: going to get destroyed on that.
0: That's and I probably will and I probably should, but that's fine. Um, uh, but back to Deontay, I just I think the value for Deontay Johnson is obscene in the fifth. So I, I'm with you on those quarterbacks. Dak is definitely the one if you're going to reach for a quarterback. I don't even know if you want to call it a reach, but. If you're going to try to put your, uh, yourself ahead at the quarterback position, then Dak, I think, is the one you want out of those three guys. I agree. Moving on to round six. This is when it gets fun. This is when you separate the men from the boys. Fun, fun is a relative term. There's also a ton of players you don't want in here. There's This is where I think the landmines start rearing their ugly heads. Um... Hmm. Va- the vast majority of these picks are uh, running backs, wide receivers. There is only one quarterback currently going in the sixth round, and that is Aaron Rodgers, who has seen his ADP climb more than a f- full round in the last month. He was going in the seventh round, now going in the middle of the sixth. So, if you want Aaron Rodgers on your team, you're gonna have to pony up. I, I that's, will. Pass. That's people overreacting and being like, "Oh, I need a, I need a quarterback." Yeah, I I would pass on Aaron Rodgers in the sixth. Um, but one player I do want to ask you about is Michael Thomas currently being drafted in the sixth round. I participated in several drafts tonight, got him in the eighth and even 10th rounds of a 10 man. Um, but eighth, I got him in the eighth of a 12 man. So pretty similar value. Do you, would you take him up here as high as the sixth or you think his this is? not necessarily reflective of the pup list designation and that he will be drafted lower than this.
1: This is just a game of chicken, right? Where you kind of look at each other and be like, all right, who's going to take him. And I would say this is when you could start thinking about it. I don't think you need to take him here though. Uh, being out and, and being put on the pup list for six weeks, obviously diminishes his, va- his season long value. That said, he's very similar to like Debo Samuel last year, right? Where he was on the pup. I think he was on the pup list and he was hurt and it's like, Oh, well, if he comes back and it's healthy, then I have a wide receiver one potentially. So I would personally wait around and hope I can get away with it. Um, It's hard to take somebody that's going to be out for six weeks in the first six rounds. Right. When you're still, you know, you're still putting your starters together. you have two running backs, three wide receivers and you're suddenly in round six, or even if you flip those two, let's say you have two running backs, a tight end and two wide
2: receivers through the first five rounds, which is probably reasonable. And so you're looking at like a flex spot and you just want
1: to say, you know what? I'm comfortable with my first five and I want to take a deep season shot. I guess that's okay. I personally would try to wait and take another starter right away. But I, I'm actually a little bit surprised that it's this high. If you're going to take Michael Thomas, you got to make sure to get Cal away later. Um, but I I think you could wait another round personally.
2: Do you I think
0: agree? You, not only do I think you could wait another round, I think you should wait at least one more round, if not two, quite honestly. There's too many guys that I like that are still available that can contribute and help me get to six and zero instead of zero and six while they sit on the bench.
1: There's uh, a lot of guys in here that I don't really like though either. Like really? Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is going like two or three rounds too high for my blood in the sixth round. Yeah, uh, I, I don't really like Kenny Galladay because uh, I think I've already said this once, but here I go again. <laughs> Daniel Jones sucks. Their offensive line sucks, and the Giants suck. So. <laughs> I don't really want Kenny Galladay in the sixth round.
0: New York is our third most downloaded state. Like they're the state that downloads our podcast, the third most out of any state. I
1: hope they're Je- I hope they're Jets fans? Question mark. <laughs> what a miserable football state. Oh, yeah. maybe, maybe they're all Bills fans. Um. So, so I um. Th- there's just a lot of players I don't like here. Um.
0: There's there's a couple that I think that you would be wrong on if you don't like them or that you should be higher on than you are based on how you're speaking about the sixth round. The first of which is T. Higgins. That man is phenomenal and is going to do phenomenal things for the Bengals this season. Uh, basically finishes the wide receiver one in that offense. Uh, really struggled to get above 80% snap share. Um until like week 10 on. Um, But when he was able to be a starter, he was a bona fide wide receiver one, like a a low end wide receiver one, but he was a stud. And I think year two with Burrow is going to be nothing but good things. He's had an incredible preseason, has been a training camp star. So I'm really looking for big things out of T Higgins in the sixth round. I think it's a huge value. Other guys I like, Uh, I think Jerry Judy could have a very good season, and then Mm Javante Williams, I I actually do like in the sixth round. Um, Just today, Vic Fangio said that he wasn't afraid to pay to play Javante Williams in any or in any situation on any down. Right now, so I don't know if that's. I don't trust any
1: NFL coach as far as I could throw them, and most (laughs) of them are overweight. I can't throw them very far. Uh, love it. Um so, side note I uh, I was doing some some prep uh for later this week we kind of talk about some players that maybe should be rostered. Um so R- Ronald Jones is going at the end of round 6, right? Pass. <laughs> I Pass. agree with you. Did did you know? So he's, nine. So he's currently rostered in seventy nine point one of ESPN. Sorry, seventy nine point one percent of ESPN leagues. Just just looking at their current current uh, issued uh, items. Do you know who's rostered in more leagues than him? Who? James Connor, who's rostered in eighty percent of leagues. Nice. Do you know that he is the exact same ownership percentage as Sony Michelle does? Oh
0: wow. So, you, you guys are in for a treat, I think, for the so, next podcast when we talk about end of the bench stashes and how just jacked up some of these ESPN ownership stashes or ownership statistics are right now. I mean, there's a ton of guys that are loaned in less than 50% or rostered in less than 50% of leagues yeah. that need to be.
1: Yeah. But, so, I, it was just one thing I, I went and looked up real quick and, uh, that's why I will not be taking Ronald Jones
0: at the end of round six, three headed backfield. I want none of them. Yeah. Moving on to Round seven. The first pick right after Ronald Jones is the Gus bus chugga chugga, baby. He is his ADP over the last month has climbed more than three rounds. He is now going as the first pick in the seventh round. Honestly, I think it's, I, I
1: think it's still behind. And I, I think he's probably like a fifth round, fourth round pick now. Right.
0: I think he should be. I don't know if he will be, but I think he should be. Um, just today, Justice Hill tore his Achilles, I believe, and is going to be out for the season. So they did work out Devonta Freeman and Lev Bell, but again, it's because Justice Hill is now TKO'd for the year. Do you does that do you think that, that pushes the Gus bust even higher at all? No, I don't think it changes anything, honestly. I, I think he's still a potential
1: RB1 this year. Um, I think you can ju- easily justify pulling the, the trigger on him whenever you want to. Um, basically, round three or, or after, I wouldn't let him continue to to fall, um, depending on how the rest of your roster is shaking up. Um, if he's sitting there in round four, I think you're an idiot if you don't draft him personally. Um <laughs> So that's that's where I I would say is the absolute latest he should be going. Um, Damien Harris is another guy that we both like uh, going in in round seven from a tight end perspective or sorry, from a running back perspective. Uh, And then Trey Sermon is another guy uh, that we would fully endorse take pulling the trigger on. Uh, If you haven't watched or listened to us, uh, check out our Trey Sermon. Uh, video on YouTube. It's um very Jason brought the heat from a statistic standpoint. So uh, go check that out. Just how good that schedule is at the end of the year. Um, again, every time a quarterback pops up in a mock draft, I'm just like too high. uh In this case, Tom Brady in the middle of round seven. Um, I just think it's too high, and you can continue to wait.
0: Yeah, I and mean, I would say that there's some more uh, crappy tight ends going here as well that people are burning picks on with Noah Fant and Dallas Goddard. Not that they're necessarily crappy tight ends. They're fantastic tight ends, but they're ADPs. I'm not spending a seventh round pick on a tight end. Um, nope. If you don't get one of the top five, just hold your britches and uh, find one late. So, I, uh, I would love to get me some Trey Sermon there. I would absolutely kill to get Trey Sermon there. He's, he has seen his ADP climb basically a full round uh, as well over the last month. While as people kind of get smart on Trey Sermon the 49ers offense, see Trey Lance move the ball, and then check out Weeks 11 on people. It's, it's going to be a thing. Preach. <laughs> moving it? on, Sermon. Preach. Uh, uh, oh my uh, goodness. Uh, moving on around eight. Uh, man, it's kind of all over the place. Um, People are just taking dart throws. You have Matt Stafford randomly in the middle of round eight as the only quarterback going. You have a couple of tight ends with Bobby T, uh, Robert Tunyon and Logan Thomas, who I think could potentially flirt with 100 targets. Um, But there's just a lot of dart throws in here. Um, Michael Carter is gross. Uh, I love Devonta Smith because I think he walks in as uh, the wide receiver one in that offense, uh, basically immediately, and I think has the potential to be this year's Justin Jefferson. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. That's pretty spicy. <laughs> but I love me some Devonta Smith, man. He's incredible. He's perpetually open. Uh, the only concern I have is whether or not J- Jalen Hurts can get him the ball reliably. Guess what? If he can't. You know who's there? Gardner Minshew, and it's going to be Minshew Mania 2.0. Still wearing a Yuck. decent green color, but still handlebar mustache. Still got the mullet going. I'm just saying, Devonta Smith is going to be a stud this season. Um, if you are low or not on Devonta Smith, then you are wrong, in my opinion. Especially, okay. I mean, there's nothing really else in this round that really appeals to me. Is there anything else in round eight that you're like, yeah, oh, I was going to say, this
1: is, this is another chance to load up on more wide receivers, right? So, yeah. it's, uh, it's Tyler Boyd, it's Brandon Cooks, who they've officially named Tyrod Taylor their starter. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, that is a little bit of news. Anything, what does that mean for Brandon Cooks? What does that mean for his ADP? Yeah, I mean, it probably lowers <laughs> it a little bit, right? I mean... I will I, not draft Brandon Cooks anywhere.
1: I think that's a bit aggressive because I still think he'll get around 1,000 yards just because they're going to be so far behind in every game they'll have to throw. Um, I, I don't think he'll have a ton of touchdowns, but I think he'll have enough yards to support um, support you. Uh, I mean, he's going, what, wide receiver? 39. Or, yeah, so that's that's fine value there. Um I Jarvis Landry is not not a big guy for me. Antonio Brown's uh, ADP is basically c- climbed from the middle of round 10 to the end of round eight um, after people have realized that he was averaging over 10, 10 points a game when he played last year.
0: Yeah, I actually do love Antonio Brown here. I think that he's a very sneaky pick. Um and I like him to finish the season strong as well for the Bucs. They have a great schedule to end the season with. So I am digging the A-B pick there at the end of round eight. Um, that's yeah, he's the biggest mover. Bobby T, Bobby T Robert Tunyon saw his ADP climb around a half as well. Man, these ADPs are moving. Um, OK, let's move on to round nine, shall we? As we sort of wrap this up. Round nine, again, it's just basically dart throws. You have the Tampa Bay defense for some reason <laughs> going <laughs> going in round nine, which I mean, it just plain should not be going that that high. Um, if you haven't listened to our draft tips podcast yet, one of our core tips is basically take a kicker in defense in the last two rounds. if you can. If you can make yourself wait, which you should be able to. Um but if, uh, a couple guys in here that I do like a lot, LaVisca Shenault, he's seen his ADP climb over the last month, basically a half round. Tyler Higbee is seeing his ADP climb. I I like me some Tyler Higbee. He's sort of that one of the last tight ends I think I would be comfortable or excited about drafting because yep. after this I know I know what Tyler Higbee's role is going to be. I know he's going to be on the field after this. It's just like a dearth of nothingness. So if you miss all the way on this and you get down to Higbee and he's gone, I just I don't know how to help you. Um and then you have Corey Davis going at the end of the round too. Do you have any thoughts on any of these guys? Any preferences here? Uh, I
1: really like LaVisca. I think he's going to be a target machine this year uh, and be catching a ton of bubble screens. Um, He's basically a running back out as a wide receiver where he can kind of run some people over. Um, So I do really like his value uh, in round nine. Um, Tyler Higbee. I do think Stafford will have, you know, a 15 to 20% target share to the tight end this year. And they're going to throw enough where Tyler Higbee's fine. I would definitely take him in front of Gronk. Uh, Gronk is very similar to playoff money where he gets dusted off and trotted out there for the playoffs and they just want to get everybody there healthy um so i'm not a not a grog fan um there's really nobody else of significant consequence here that we haven't haven't talked about in the past
0: yeah all right well we before we move on to the double digit rounds and start talking about a couple of these guys going late that we like and some sleepers Let me talk to you about Manscaped. Support for the Fancy Football Sackos is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawn Mower 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer for you, with code SACOS, S A C K O S, you guys can get 20% off at manscaped.com. And that also includes free shipping worldwide. That is code SACOS at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping worldwide. They were generous enough to us to give us the Lawnmower 4.0 so we could test it out. Alex, what are your thoughts on the Lawnmower 4.0?
2: Jason, some people are very into mowing their
1: lawn or keeping a nice yard up. Um, I can't say that's always been the case for me. Okay. So, you know how, like, in my yard there's weeds everywhere and maybe I don't keep things trimmed as well as I should. Preach. That has changed with my own personal hygiene since I have received the 4.0. It's not the 1.0, it's not the 2.0, it's not the 3 CPO, it's the 4.0. This is not
2: the 3 CPO. <laughs> this
1: thing's waterproof. You can use it in the shower. You can just let the hair go down the drain. Don't clog the drain. Make sure, hopefully the hair is small enough where it won't clog the drain. But hey, either way, this thing's awesome. Uh, fully recommend you getting it. Uh, keep that yard uh, in good shape uh, so that people like to play in the yard.
0: I'm going to leave it at that because I feel like we're walking a line here. One, about playing in yards and things. And two, just talking about lawns. Also, okay. I, I just, all I'll say is I second all of the things. I didn't know we were going to get to where we got, but we, damn it, we went there, I guess. Um, Man, I'll just say I loved it. I don't have any bad things to say about it. My wife's extremely happy that I got it, and uh, she actually used our own code to get me more stuff that she liked it so much. So, there you go,
1: there you go, manscape.com promo code SACOS 20% off any order. Uh, again, that's SACOS S A C K O S your uh your friends down south uh will thank you uh for for buying it um it is nothing but the best thing that i've used to to do my grooming so fully recommend it to everybody
0: all right let's move on to these double digit rounds shall we um man i'm just seeing a lot of bad drafting going on here with these adps yeah. there's a lot of defenses going there shouldn't be there's some questionable quarterbacks going that shouldn't be Um, man. Somebody that I do like currently going in round 10 at the end of round 10 is Darnell Mooney. Um, he's seen his ADP rise about a half round. He was going in the 11th, the Baltimore Ravens, the LA Rams and Washington football teams. I'm they're all going there. They should not be. Um, It's just bad um i do like michael yeah. Pittman, though
2: yep that's that's the guy i was gonna bring up i mean
1: he's essentially the wide receiver one in a decent offense i consider once to be good um and he's the number one wide receiver that's going in round 10 so you could do a whole lot worse he has a, he has some for at least for me the highest upside um that's currently going in this round um so yeah if if Michael Pittman's sitting around and you see him uh late I would I would highly recommend him.
0: I completely agree. Um moving on round 11 you get uh, you know some more defenses here kickers kickers here that and they just don't belong guys don't do it to yourselves fill up the bench first and then pivot. Um pivot uh, there's really nobody I'd like in this round going according to ADPs like I don't want Trevor Lawrence I don't want a gun to my head if I had to pick one of these guys and I wouldn't I would reach for Marquez Marquez Calloway um, who's currently yep. has an ADP in the 12th round but we're in the 11th um, but if I had to pick somebody out of this lot it would probably end up being Michael Gallup just because they're going to throw 50 to 60 times a game and that's it. I love, I love the fact that Marquise Brown
1: is going in the 11th round because everybody's just sick of dealing with him year over year and drafting <laughs> him and hoping that he, he goes off. Um, I think this is where he should be going drafted and I still won't take him.
0: Yeah, I agree. I do like Jamal Williams if you have DeAndre Swift. the Jamal Williams I think is good value, at least for week one, depending on if Swift is on a snap count. Um... But somebody that I would reach for and take in round 11, who has an ADP currently going as the first pick in round 12, is Trey Lance. Trey Lance is my sleeper of the year. I nominate him. I don't know what else I have to do to verbally say uh, and profess my love for Trey Lance. I think he is a top five quarterback quarterback. After or from the day that he starts on, um, I'm sorry, what? I think Trey Lance is a top five quarterback from the day he starts. Oh my god, he is a week to week top five, top six quarterback.
2: Oh my god,
0: he's fantastic. He can move. He can make all the throws. I literally just watched every single throw that he made this preseason. And I just watched him on repeat. He throws. He looks off the safety and throws the other way. He's doing head fakes. He's doing. He's throwing guys open. The guy is incredible. I am excited. For Trey Lance. I have him in every draft I've done so far. Every single draft. And I don't think. And I'm going to get him in our league, too. I'll tell you that. Uh, And he's currently going as the first pick of the 12th round. I love him at that value. It's, that's insanity. If you miss on quarterback, even if you don't miss on quarterback, I would take Trey Lance.
2: Wow. I, I'm, I don't really know what to say.
1: That's, that's a big swing there.
0: No, I mean, especially with their schedule from week 11 on. Like, it's so... Trey Lance and Trey Sermon are going to win people leagues. I am just I am calling it now. They are going to win people leagues. Okay, so
1: keep in mind, the top five that we have ranked are Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, and Lamar Jackson. and Jason he can is easily t-
0: better than Lamar.
2: And Trey Trey Lance is being thrown into that conversation by Jason
0: Yes. So starting in week eleven, they play. Good at Lord. the Jaguars at home against the Vikings at the Seahawks at the Bengals at or at, at home against the Falcons at the Titans and at home against the Texans. That's going to be incredible for Trey one and
2: Trey two. Okay. Well, there's then, our, then make a board, bet. big, big swing for this.
0: Uh, fine. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Top, fine top 10
2: I, I just, I'm so flabbergasted right now I honestly don't know what to say okay I mean I yes he will
0: not be a top 10 quarterback this year Trey Lance well from the day he starts from the week he is named a starter he will finish as a top 10 okay He he won't but
2: okay You just you just lost that one. The dude is incredible. Just watch. Just watch him play. Uh, Where do you. go? He went to North Dakota State. ND State, baby. Okay. All right. Uh,
0: Other people going in the 12th. Is there anybody else that you like? Uh, Can I just say no?
1: (laughs) You don't like Marquez Calloway? Uh, no, I, I like him, but we already talked about him. I, I like Marvin Jones. We, I brought him up previously. Um, the rest of these are all kickers. And uh, Elijah Moore, who I don't really care about.
0: What about Justin Fields going at the end of the 12th?
2: I don't think Justin Fields should be drafted. Okay. I don't
0: think he's going to play. Yeah. Trey Lance is going to have definitely more immediate value. Uh, Justin Fields eventually does play it's just a, probably
2: yeah. pick him in. up on the
0: waiver wire at that point there's no like you don't need a rookie
1: quarterback who isn't starting to be on your bench in a redraft league there's
0: just yeah.
2: no reason for that
0: alright and then you know rounds 13 on there's really not a whole lot it's backup quarterbacks that you shouldn't be drafting anyway um, especially if you're in a one QB league, Devonte Parker is going free as wide receiver 56. Uh, I mean, if you got handcuffs out there with Chuba Hubbard um, and Lat Murray going in this range, Russell Gage is a guy I think you could take a flyer on with Julio gone. I mean, Russell yep. Gage was a thing last year. So, yeah, I would, I would rather, if,
1: if I'm going to take a flyer on anybody, it's going to be Jameis Winston, uh, who's currently not going drafted. I would I would rather have him than than most of these guys. Um, I think he has uh QB1 upside. Um depending on how that offense is, because he's gonna throw the ball downfield. Um uh, there there's really Jason, we we talked earlier, uh, you know, maybe a couple of weeks ago about taking uh um Deshaun Watson in any draft I I think that answer is now no Uh, even though the NFL has said nothing I I would definitely not take him I don't think he plays this year Um, so if if that's on anybody's radar I I would pass on that Jason I don't know if your thoughts have changed
0: I don't know if it necessarily have I I don't know I think he's honestly just holding out for a trade I just think he's not going to play him so he doesn't get hurt so he can still make the trade
1: okay yeah. Either way, i i I wouldn't. I wouldn't take him.
0: It. Yeah. I, and if you did draft him, I don't know how you long you'd want to hold on to him for. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Because you're you're going to be every week you're going to look at him and be like, well, should I drop him? And the answer is yes. So if that's the case, I probably wouldn't drop. I probably wouldn't draft him. <laughs> um. Yeah. They, these are all just a bunch of backup backup running backs. Um. Depending on who you draft early. Um, I do think it's worth actually handcuffing other people's running backs instead of your own this year uh, with COVID rules, um, because if your running back is out, chances are that the other running back in the room is probably out as well because you know they do their work together. Um, so I would not take any handcuffs of your own running backs. I would handcuff other running backs if you're going to do it. Uh, on the off chance that they have COVID or got exposed and have to sit out. That way you have their backup because if your backup goes, or sorry, if your guy goes out, chances are your backup
2: probably isn't going to play anyway. So you might as well go somewhere else. There you go. All
0: right. Well, uh, I don't really have anything else. Thank you guys so much for listening along to this one. Um, please visit the uh dot for all of our latest rankings follow us on twitter we are at the ff sackos we're at the ff sackos on all the social medias we even started posting to tiktok again so that's a thing um kesha (laughs) you've made that same stupid joke i can't tell you how many times in the last year plus that we've been doing this for does it work it's funny you still laugh we're gonna I keep just, making it it's it's just like we're gonna have kesha on the show
1: that's that's what's gonna happen i mean has she done anything for 11 years since that song came out <laughs> she might be available
0: <laughs> Ooh, just roasted oh man all right thank you have a good night If you haven't yet, you should
1: go on YouTube and subscribe to our numbers. There are dozens and dozens of people that are watching us on YouTube. We actually have a video that's up to like 7,000 views, which is super cool. Uh, Also, reviews help us. uh, So on any uh, Apple device, uh, we would really appreciate a five-star review uh, and some comments. Otherwise, uh, good luck with drafts if they're going on this week. Uh, Football is coming soon. So excited. See
0: ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.